0: She's a lauded thespian, film, television, and commercial performer who is trained under the likes of renowned actor Keith David. Among her credits and appearances are the Idris Elba music video, Hold On, and stage productions of My Fair Lady, For Colored Girls, and the role of Effie White in the Kansas City repertory theater rendition of Dreamgirls in Concert. just to name a few. She holds an MBA from Keller University, and she's a fellow alum of St. Augustine's University, where she earned her BA in Mass Communications. I'm honored to have Lynette King as my guest on this special edition of RXG Exclusives, Season 2. We must open up
1: You're watching RxG Exclusives.
0: Oh, they tried to keep us away, yeah. Lynette, thanks so much for joining me. You were a bit ahead of me at St. Aug, so we didn't have much interaction, but the mass communications department was adjacent to the film program, and so we regularly crossed paths in the edit suite or at our alma mater's TV radio studio, WAUG. However, I had no clue you were so gifted as an actor and a vocalist. Where did that passion come from and how was it nurtured?
1: Well, thank you for having me first and foremost. And yeah, we did pass each other's path a lot. Um, that talent, actually, I, I was born with it. I have a, I'm have in a family of singers and artists and uh, they're very talented and gifted individuals and I just love being in the arts. It's just something about it that's freeing. It's freeing from my, you know, actual life and I get to tell other people's stories.
0: Now I understand you left acting for a while. I know you're a mother. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but when children come into the world, they're supposed to be the primary focus for parents and often parents with big dreams are forced to put them on the back burner. Some might call it a sacrifice. You, not long ago, relocated to Atlanta, a hotbed for TV and cinema production, and I believe your teenage daughter accompanied you. Was that an easy process to uproot your lives? And how does one go after their dreams while also putting their loved ones first?
1: Well, no, she didn't accompany me because she's a senior in college. I mean, she's a senior in high school. Okay. And uh, so I had been making this, this transition for about the past eight years. And I said, well, I need to make a plan. I'm an extreme planner. And so I said, okay, when you get to your senior year or close to your senior year, we can decide if I'm going to go down there and get squared away first. And then you can come after me or however you want to do it. So we discussed it. And then some things happened. I said, well, let me go ahead and get down here because there's, you know, jobs available for my nine to five. And then she applied. She's applying to Clark and Spelman and some other colleges, but also a few other HBCUs away. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I was like, hey, I did my part as a mother, and now it's time for me to live because I only have a little bit of life left. And um, your second part of the question was
0: what? How does one go after their dreams while also... Putting their loved ones first.
1: Oh, that's that's difficult because you have to have balance. And I did put my dreams to the side because I became a mother, and um, almost to the side, but not really, because I did find myself in the church, and I was among I was handling the radio and television productions in the church as well as the dance. So my I was still working in the arts. I was doing theater in the church. Um, but there came a time when I got back to Kansas City. I was like, you know, I, I, have to, I have to do more. I have to do something. So I went up to Chicago and I auditioned for um, David E. Talbert. He had a, a, a television, a movie, or something coming out at that time. And I went up and auditioned for that. And it was at that moment when I decided I need to get back into acting. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out and make sure that I get all the training and all the tools that I need and I came up with a, gold board, a goal a gold board, a vision board, and a to-do list, not knowing that all three of those intertwined would help me, you know, get in the training class with the likes of Keith David and me, Rob, uh, Rodney Perry and Michael Collier and things like that.
0: Society and the entertainment industry continue to face a reckoning with regard to people of color and Native Americans, the LGBTQIA community, and women. As a woman and a woman of color, what is society and the industry getting right when it comes to actors? And what does society and the industry need to improve on?
1: Uh, Well, they're getting... Right now, I would say that they're really working towards getting more of us on the screen, more of us behind the scenes as well, uh, more of us in the writing room. Because you know, there came a time in the industry where they were trying to tell our stories, but they were not us. So how are you going to write my experience for me? And you know, that became a lot of uh, a handful of issues for a lot of people. Um, what I think they need to work on is more variety. We have all kinds of shapes and sizes and different personalities, and let us flourish. So give more new people a, a greater opportunity. And, you know, that way we can have the 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 representation that we have right here outside of TV, outside of radio will look like, you know, on the screen what we look like in reality.
0: Between your screen and stage work and social media presence, your ability to transition between laugh out loud funny and soul stirringly dramatic is seamless. Whether it's scripted or you giving a candid culinary critique,
1: you do something to your
0: yeah, your performances have earned both viewer and critical acclaim. Lynette is terrific, stunning. Her comedic timing impeccable. She forces the audience to train their eyes on her as she grabs control of the scene, the stage, and the audience's senses. So just a few of the quotes folks have said about you how do you prepare for a project do you have a particular process and is it different each time
1: it is different each time each each medium that i use is different whether it's for a voiceover or for theater or for musical theater or just uh print modeling um television everything is different so it depends on the piece um for, for an August Wilson piece, I'm going to read it all the way through. I need to make sure what these relationships are and who is the person that I'm playing. Know what's her backstory. What's, what's the story that happens afterwards? I really need to get to know these characters. And right now, we're in a place where sometimes you have your writers available and sometimes you don't. But when you don't have your writers available or your authors, it's like you got to do a whole lot more work. Because they give you things on the page, but you need to be able to put yourself in that remove yourself that way you can engulf this character and know their pains and what makes them happy and Do that that's, this character even like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. How would this character walk um, there was one particular production. I was in where I played two different characters and to go and speak to the audience afterwards, they were like, well, where is uh, the cotton blue character? Where? And I was like, I'm right here. Everybody else on the stage minus one person changed characters and they knew exactly who every character was but me. And I took pride in that because that means I took each character for what you gave me on that page. And I sat down and I studied and I wanted to know, what do you want from me? You're on this page, but I have something I need to give. You have a story you need to tell. You need me to tell for you. And I'm, I'm trying to do that to the best of my ability. So I'm talking to the people on the page because I need other people to see exactly who you are.
0: Wow. And I know that you, you're you a coach as well, correct? I, you help other actors with their careers? Because I can tell that, you know, you can... <laughs>
1: I don't really consider myself a coach. I, um, I consider myself a person who wants to help people along the way, um, who help them help people get started. Because sometimes people will say, hey, I was on this show and, you know, it was on this big name station. And after the show is over now, I can't get any work. Okay, well, let's go back and see where you did, what you did wrong. Maybe you ended up being a union actor and you weren't really trained. And they don't think about that. Or maybe you're trying to jump ahead, put the you know the cart before the horse. So I give them all those scenarios, and I say, hey, this is what life looks like in theater. This is what the day in the life looks like if you're doing musical theater. This is what regular theater looks like. You know, this is what uh, print modeling looks like. So I give them all of that, and I tell them, you know, these these are industry standard training. So people they're looking at your resume. This is what they want to see. Not whoever you're training with in your local hometown. So those are the things that I like to share because I spent a lot of time um, figuring things out on my own and wasting time driving four and a half hours back to somebody who just decided, oh, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, honey, Raleigh to Charlotte is a bit of a drive, so I'm going to need some compensation. <laughs> you know, so there are things that you need to know. And that's what I like to share with people because I can't take all this knowledge with me.
0: I often ask fellow artists who appear on this program about rejection, failure, how they define success, because this business is not for the faint of heart. It can be challenging and cutthroat. And we talk about confidence and ego. I think to do and pursue the line of work we do, Lynette, a little ego is necessary. I don't think ego has to be a bad word. I think being confident... And recognizing your worth is vital if you don't see it in yourself how do you expect someone else to where do you find your confidence and can a little ego be helpful in order to achieve one's goals
1: you know what I find my confidence sometimes I have to spend a lot of time talking to myself in the mirror um, boosting myself up Because you know people will call me and say hey Lynette can you sing background for this or hey we had somebody drop out and we know you're not going to audition for this musical part, but we know you can do it. Um, I have to spend a lot of time talking to myself like Lynette why, why can't you see what other people see. And sometimes you gotta fake it until you make it i'm like okay well i'm gonna go out here and I know I can sing I can hear the note and all of that um. And then sometimes it just comes. I'm like, oh, I got this. Oh, baby, I know I got this. And if they don't book me, then that just means it wasn't for me. There's something else better for me. Um, a little ego, I don't know. I, I will not I, I, mm, I don't know about the ego. I would say more confidence than ego because I love to stay in a humble position. Like I, don't, I come into a room and somebody may say, oh, this Lynette, and they start reading my resume. And I'm like, hey, no, I'm just, Regular old Lynette King, <laughs> just get to know me for me, bump all that stuff on my resume, get to know me for me, um, and, and let me show you. And and I think that's a beautiful thing to have, that's a beautiful spirit to have, because if anytime someone comes to me and say, hey, I have a role for you, my immediate response is, when is the audition? When is the audition? Because I don't want to, don't give me something just because you know I can do it. Because really, you're stealing from me. You're stealing from me. You're stealing me my, my opportunity to audition. Because audition, auditioning is 99% of acting. So when is the audition? And they may say, well, uh, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you got the part already. Okay, that's great. Good to know. So it's, I don't know, it's a balance. It's a delicate balance.
0: <laughs> Not all of us actors enjoy the auditioning process, I have to tell you. <laughs> but it is a part of the craft, and I think it's, it's really where you get to have the most fun, arguably, um, you know, just figuring things out on your own until you get all the information. Auditions are challenging, you get those scripts, you know this, and there's no context. And so it's all up to you to kind of figure out where you where you want to go. You know, obviously we both are alums of St. Aug, go Falcons. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, St. Aug mentioned on this program a lot. I shot a film there a few years ago, and, and uh, it, it's part of our foundation. And so I have to ask, what did you learn from being at that HBCU that you now have taken into your career and life?
1: Oh, my goodness. I learned so much from being at St. Aug. Like, I absolutely loved my experience because I went there because I didn't know anybody in the entire state. That's why I didn't go to Clark Atlanta. That's why I didn't go to Howard. Because I knew at least one person from Kansas City who was going to be there. But St. Aug just taught me so much. It taught me how to work with people from different walks of life. Because although you know it's at HBCU, everyone there wasn't black. Um, It taught me how to train my ear to listen to people uh, because all the dialects were different. Just because you sound like you're from the Bahamas doesn't mean you're from the Bahamas just because you sound like you're from Ghana doesn't mean you're from Ghana. Um, it taught me about different foods. It, ta- it, gave, it just gave me the experience that I needed for life. Uh, most of my teachers were not black. So that gave me a different opportunity because I needed to know how to work and talk to people uh, because where I came from in Kansas City, majority of the people I went to school with were black. Everybody was black, you know, segregated. In in the nineties, it was still segregated like, um, You black, yeah, you gonna go over there. So um, I loved the experience. I loved um, the structure because I needed to know how to get up and go and be somewhere at a certain time. You know, and with working with cameras, you had to know, okay, you need to check out this camera. You need to make sure you have all your pieces. You gotta have your crew. You need to be there at a certain time. And you were like almost, sometimes you were a one person show. Like you had to set up your own boom mic and all this other stuff and then pack it up and then go to the editing suite and check it back in. It was a great experience. And then to be able to do all that during the day, have your classes and then go to theater. Because I was in the theater at Tangle, and I learned so much being there. And I had so much freedom on the stage, but I also learned that there were things that I didn't know. So that gave me room to grow once I reached my adulthood too. And it was, it was just a lovely experience. And I love going back for homecomings whenever I can because it's like a family environment. Like HB and HBCU is a family environment. You can go anywhere in the world and know someone. I literally took myself to Barbados and knew one person. He t- took me to his home. I met his mother. They gave me a a home-cooked meal it was phenomenal and that to me is only an experience that hbcu could give you
0: and now did you minor in theater at st aug what made you what made you major in mass communications instead of theater and film i'm just curious
1: so here's the thing so when i went off to college my initial major i wanted to major in mass communications because in radio tv and film and uh double major in african-american studies well, when I got to St. Aug, just like a lot of colleges, you find out that they say, yeah, we have this major, but they really didn't. <laughs> so um, theater was right next door. And I always wanted to act, And but I was doing so much in high school and middle school and all that, and I never had time to act. And the one time I wanted to do an audition in Kansas City, I got, you know, it was a whole situation and I wasn't able to audition because they locked the theater doors. And I was like, she not let me in. I'm outside, what are you talking about? And I was on time. So um, Mr. George Jack, who was head over uh, theater there, he had an audition and I was like, you know what? I don't know anything about acting, but I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna give this a whirl. And my first um, audition, I went and got, you know, the sides or whatever, and I'm reading it and I go in there and George Jack was like where have you been and I was like "You yeah, know, I just got here <laughs> and I just started acting and it was a great experience it was fun um I did want to double major in it but by the time I graduated my senior year I was already pregnant so and George was like hey you want to double major I was like uh I have a whole baby I need to attend to hey <laughs> there's no more college right now so yeah
0: Well, what's in store for 2022? What can people look forward to seeing you in?
1: Well, as of right now, I just moved down to Georgia, almost, it'll be a month here in a couple of days. Uh, I have some plans to go in class and train. Uh, I'm still looking forward to my trainings with uh, actor Keith David, and uh, I'm making my goal and vision board right now for myself, but right now on the list is some stunt training, Uh, maybe looking into some theaters here, But other than that, just, you know, I have a talent agent. We're going to see what happens and see where I land because this is new territory and people have to know, hey, I'm here.
0: (laughs) Well, Lynette, I could talk to you forever and we're going to have to have you on again, but is there anything you'd like people to know about Lynette King that maybe they don't know or any misconceptions that need to get cleared up?
1: Misconceptions? No. (laughs) I just love life. I'm a lover of people. And I like to see everyone do well. And um, yeah, I've been watching your journey as well. You know, I stay out and I'll be like, hey, I like it. And I will try to go and watch stuff. And I just like watching people just walk their path that's already predestined for them. And just tell people, you know, go out there and live your life. You only got one, one life to live. Enjoy it. Do attack your dreams and your passions like they owe you something. Just go for it. And I like to sit back and watch it happen.
0: Amen to that and I appreciate your support uh, every step of the way. I I try to throw it back as much as I can. If you'd like to learn more about Lynette you can visit her official website at LynetteKing.com. You can also follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. Thank you for watching our XG exclusives. I'm Robert X. Goffin and I'll see you next time Lynette, thank you again for sitting down with me. Maybe one of these days we'll collaborate on something.
1: I hope so. I really do hope so. Make sure to like, comment, and hit subscribe on our YouTube channel so you never miss out. RXG Exclusives, hosted by Robert X. Goffin. Now playing.